version of 25 Whistles, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get in on the action. You want to start with justice for Devontae. That's right. <laughs> you have been saying this. After seeing the video, and I don't know, you may have seen it 10 million times by the time this posts, because we recorded this late Tuesday, the guy walked in front of him. He didn't see him. There's an angle now where you see Devontae's walking off the field with his head down, and his arms come out after he already hits the guy. So, and I can probably pull it up so you guys can see it on my phone. That does change things. It absolutely changes things. At first, I was like, why would he ever do that? Ever. As to the first angle that I saw. Do you want to come look at it? Yes. Come over here. So, I'm going to show the video clip here. Of You guys can both come. Come on, Kevin. And you guys give me your genuine reaction, though, as you're watching it the first time. So, here's Devontae walking off the field. Okay. This may be old news by the time this thing posts, <laughs> but here you go. Walking off. Oh, and he got bumped first. Watch it again. Here we go, walking. He didn't see him and oh, run into him and push oh, him. Oh, interesting. Tell me that that doesn't change your complete mind. Heads down, walking, boom, right into it. It does look like he walked into a wall that he didn't see. Yes. He got hit yeah. first. So, and I was shocked when I saw Devontae. Shove the dude. Because okay. I don't know him to be a dude like that. No. Wait, you know him? No, but I know people. I, <laughs> I know people who, who have played with him. Okay. Okay. So from what you know. Yeah. Him- I was, it's like solid dude is what I heard about Devontae. So after you watch that video, does your mind change a little bit? Yes. Absolutely. Or all of it? I would say all a bit because, I mean, where where was that camera guy going? Was he trying to cross quickly? I think quickly? he was trying to get out the way, get, get somewhere else because the game was over. Yeah, I don't think he's being malicious. He like, got hit get- by a car by trying to cross the street real quick. Correct. Yeah. And so you don't go, oh, man, that car hit that human who jumped across and jaywalked. You go, why did that person jump across right there when the car was coming? There was an interesting reaction to Devante when he— it's almost like he saw him last minute and yeah. cr- tried to stop himself. Justice but for And you can't see from up top. That guy actually bumps into him first with his camera. So, again, by the time this posts, this, that may be a non-story, but just know we were the first ones to scream justice. That's right. All right well, you guys weren't. I, tr- I convinced you. Justice for Devontae. Well, even when I first saw the video, my take on this is, like, these guys are barbaric athletes, right? Like, they're, we want them to be tough. We want them to be angry. So anytime something like that happens on the field, I'm always just – or a fan gets beat up because he ran on the field. Well, that's, that's okay, though, because that fan could have been stabbing people. Like, if you compare this to – uh, Coliseum but Roman we don't, days because we we've done a lot of work since then. Yeah, yeah, you're as right. As humans, the modern we've day? grown medicine, mental health. <laughs> we have I mean, gone a it's long a lot. Way. Come yeah. a long way. Yeah, yeah. So I can't compare it to that. I'm just kind of like you want to walk in front of a football player. Like that's what you're going to get. Yeah, but still, we're supposed to be better than that. Well, we are a developed human beings, and so they've played enough football too to be able to go. We lost. Let me not freak out and start beating people up. Sure. They play football their whole life. Sure. From first grade to now. So they shouldn't be okay. just <laughs> punching people in the face or shoving people or running right. into people. But yeah, justice for Devontae. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I say it. Unless it comes out later that this this angle was the wrong one, and then we'll just pull this from the whole podcast and no one Perfect. will ever hear it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. There you so there's no justice at all. <laughs> A couple things. Mike, do we know, are we putting this up? 
What day? Wednesday. We are putting it up Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, we'll quickly talk about the Monday night game, which pretty good. It's fantastic. Great game. Well, pretty good. You, yeah. you thought the Raiders may actually win the th- mm, you th- Well, you congratulated the Raiders for hanging in there. Yeah. I guess I never really thought they were going to win. When they were 17-0, I thought, well, this might end up like a Colts-Chiefs game where you didn't see it coming so much that you're not surprised because nobody else saw it coming either, including the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But once the Chiefs started moving the ball at will, it was like, all right, this is we know how it's going to end. I know you jumped on it when it was like Chiefs plus. Yeah, I think it was 17 to, to zero, and I was like, oh, what's the line? And it was Chiefs plus six, and I look like a genius in front of my family. I'm like, watch this, boys. Dad's about to make some money. Jumped on it. They what covered. were you about to do is make more smiles and frowns. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, yeah. that's what we're about to do. Make some, smiles. You have yeah. to make some smiles. But you know what, though? The Chiefs really didn't have an answer to Josh Jacobs. I mean, Josh Jacobs was doing whatever he wanted to that defense. He was running through him like crazy. He really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, and the the Raiders didn't have an answer for Mahomes. Uh, yeah. And then they definitely didn't and have Kelsey. an answer for Kelsey. <laughs> that last one, wide open. Wide open. Two, two tight ends right I there. mean, listen, it's a play-action pass on the two, the one. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you just commit to the run fully, and there are people open because you're going 50-50. You're going Madden R1 run, and that's when you send all the people because you think either there's no chance for a pass or I got to gamble and make something happen. And the that's what they eight. were doing there. Engage eight. Well, it's even worse than that? engage eight. They do. <laughs> okay. But okay. engage eight, you drop three people back in the blue, deep secondary. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if they throw a bomb, those guys are still there. But engage eight's all blitz except for those three. Ah, uh, gotcha. Let me tell you something I'm insulted by, by the way. Uh-oh. I got like four things to say in a short time to say. Yeah. Number one, I'm going to play you a clip from the Colin Cowherd interview coming up Friday, which we did yesterday. Love that guy. Number two, Matt Overton's coming on in a second, deep snapper for the Dallas Cowboys who used to be an intern for this show. <laughs> Amazing. We know him real well. And he's just he's gone from, to a bunch of teams. He had a, a good, long career with Colts. And that's when we knew him. In the offseason, he came in and interned for our show. And then he would go play for the Titans. And he'd go play as a long snapper. Yeah, what a story. It should be a Disney movie. Yeah, especially if he wins a championship. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh my gosh, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl with him, it's going to be amazing. He's the, he's a lucky charm for this. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to be on and talk about the Cowboys, talk about Jerry Jones, talk about his. It's really cool. So that's number two. Uh, number three is I get insulted when someone sends me a dumbest crap fantasy football trade because they think I'm dumbest crap and can accept it. Like I respect Eddie to the point where I will not send him a trade just stupid anymore because then Eddie will go, well, he doesn't respect me. He thinks I'm stupid enough to fall for this. We actually had a pretty, I think, fair trade last week. Very tra- Very I, fair. I had extra running back, and my team is four and one. And I got a real good team. So I've got some extra players, but I traded him Pollard, and I traded him. Um, Valdez Scantlin? Yeah. So he's got two. And Scantlin scored like 12, 13 points last they night. They both did great. Yeah, Pollard had double digits as well. And for Kittle, who hasn't performed at all and didn't play great this last week, but he didn't have a quarterback throwing the ball. But I was like, that's a risk I can take because I've been winning. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a risk on one player who hasn't been performing. And I'm going to give Eddie two players that can perform. And if he doesn't want it, that's great but I'm not going to offer him a trade that is a dirty dog trade. When people send me dirty dog trades, I'm like, you think I'm an idiot? You think I'm actually going to hit a button with my thumb? Like, what's the, what are you looking for here? It's probably the same guy that sent me a dirty dog well, trade. Well, Mike Sines sends dirty dog trades all the time. Oh, it's not Mike Sines? No, it's Adam Hambrick. Oh. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he Derry Sanders? No, no that's Mike Sines. Oh, it is? Yes. God, as soon dog. as you started saying this, I'm like, that dirty dog he says, gonna, sends me. Does yes. he think I'm just going to be like, well, I have no control of my thumbnail, except. <laughs> do you ever get worried that you will do that on accident? No. By the way? No. 
because he's an idiot. I Let me read to you this it. trade. Let me read you the trade. By the way, I'm four and one. The only game I've lost is to a five and zero team, and it was a pretty pretty good battle at the end there. I think and I'm I will right. tell you, he desperately needs a quarterback. So he wants Patrick Mahomes, my quarterback, who's one or two right now. Saquon Barkley, the number one back <laughs> in football. <laughs> Already, what the what does he have to offer for those two? And St. Brown, who has got a bye week this week, played last week, so he's not injured. They had him on a kind of a pitch count, a play mm-hmm. count, but he's been killing. He scored forty for me one week. He scored. He's the number one guy in Detroit in that high powered offense. Mm-hmm. And he's also not injured anymore because he played the week before the bye, even just limited. This is who he's offered for Mahomes, Barkley, and St. Brown. By the way, three to take three people from a team that's really doing great. You're at, you're just why would I do that for any reason to shut my team down? And I can already tell you he's going to offer you four players. Absolutely, to make it look a little <laughs> enticing. Yep, but I don't body. need more players. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need Trevor Lawrence. Oh my. I'm going to switch out Mahomes for Trevor Lawrence. Oh my. <laughs> he's so stupid. Like that's the first thing that he wants me to take Trevor cuz I would have to play Trevor Lawrence in, in that spot. So Trevor Lawrence is number one. Christian McCaffrey, who, okay, drafted in the first round. It always hurt. Yeah. Now, he's a good back if you can get him as for two or three players yourself, but he's not somebody you want to take a risk on if you're already winning. I do see Saquon and McCaffrey in the same caliber. Except though. Saquon is actually killing Correct. it yeah. so far. This so year. far, he's doing great. Yes, if they're both injured. By the way, Saquon hasn't missed any time. Mm-hmm. A few plays. He hasn't missed any games. Even when he went out hurt, he came back in. So, okay, I would say, say okay, um, Mahomes far above Lawrence. Uh, way above. Yes. Saquon a little bit over McCaffrey. Yes. Next up, he wants to give me Debo Samuel for St. Brown. San Francisco's not throwing the ball. Although Debo's a pretty yeah, good He really is good, good, but they're, not, again, I would, you have Kittle there and you have a quarterback that's not throwing the ball. So I, I wouldn't make that trade one on one. I wouldn't yeah. trade Debo one on one for St. Brown. Ooh. That's a preference thing, though, but I, and I respect your decision on that. I think some people would bite at that for sure. And then finally, he throws in J.K. Dobbins. See, that's stupid. He's been trying to load, uh, uh, look, give me J.K. Dobbins for three weeks. My now. team is significantly worse if I take this trade. <laughs> Dobbins is this dude where he's like, "Hey, it's added bonus. Here, take Dobbins. We don't want Dobbins. We don't want." And I'm not giving you Mahomes. I'm not giving you Saquon. I'm not giving you the reason that my team is four and one. And it's not even about the players. It's about don't treat me like an idiot. Yeah. Because. You're an idiot. I would never accept this. I'm not I, going floppy thumbs. The only one I somewhat agree on is St. Brown and uh, Debo. But, there's no, there's but no, even then, that's, there's no I understand. On it. I, I get it. Because it's not one for one. I get yeah. it. But even I wouldn't make that trade one for one as I'm already four and one. Yeah, you don't need that trade. I don't need any of You're this. You're fine. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. not giving up Mahomes no. for Trevor Lawrence. No. Stupid head. That's not even close. Hold it's on. not even close. Like, he you, sent me one too. Tell them we're discussing how stupid his trades are. <laughs> You want to call? You want to, you want to FaceTime? Yeah. Oh, I would love it. I got to get off this in a second. Please put him on. Because I got a meeting I have to go to. Let's just see if he answers. And then let me see what he sent me. I can go to him. Trade proposal. All right. Listen to this one. I can go to him and Steve at the same time. Go ahead. You want this one? Yeah. He wants Josh Allen, Devonta Smith, Damian Pierce, and he will give me Allen Robinson, Melvin Gordon, McCaffrey, and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He's just offering the same garbage yes. up. Hey. <laughs> how you doing? We're on, the, we're on right now recording. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just talking about how much garbage Mike Sines sends us as trades, thinking we're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Does, uh, does he send you trades? 
Yeah, he thinks uh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, <laughs> people that send us trades or they think we're idiots, we like them less just because they send it. Because they think we're... That's what I don't like Mike at all. As a person? <laughs> As a person. Yeah. That's why I don't like yeah. him at all. He that. He treats a little like harsh. An idiot. How are you supposed to feel like people that think you're an idiot? Uh, yeah. Exactly. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, Mike Sainz is not answering because he knows he's under the gun. So right who's now. that? That's Steve. Oh, Steve. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. actually sounds like he he's saying words. And he was funny. He was like, yeah. I don't like Mike Sainz Good at job, all. Steve. Yeah. Eddie knows. Yeah. Oh, we know. All right, buddy. Hope you have a good day. You too. All right. See you later. <laughs> That's why I don't What's like Mike Sainz at all. <laughs> What an idiot. I hate him as a prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, let me do this. Let me do the DraftKings. Let me do what a Colin Cowherd. Mm-hmm. This is a little clip of a half hour, basically, we do a Colin Cowherd. But this is us actually talking about sports this week. Only part of this was about current sports. A lot of it was about him and his life and his career. I, I really loved it. But So let me play this little clip of us talking about, what do we start with, the Broncos or the? Matt Rule. Matt Rule getting yep. fired and then in Carolina. Broncos. So here's a little clip of Colin Cowherd. Matt Rule in Carolina. What was the issue there? Well, in college football, the coach is 70% of it. He's the GM. He chooses the players. He develops them. He builds the staff. There is no owner. So if you go look right now in the SEC, Lane Kiffin's really good. So is Nick Saban. So is Kirby Smart. Their teams are good, right? Doesn't The quarterback isn't as big a deal. I mean, Miss Ole Miss just lost a quarterback, and they went and found another quarterback. It revolves around Saban um, or or Lane Kiffin. In the Pac-12, best coach, probably Lincoln Riley or a Chip Kelly. Well, the teams are good. In the NFL, it's not 70% the coach. It's 70% the quarterback because the coach doesn't choose the players. And Matt never got the right quarterback. Darnold to Baker, neither good enough to elevate a rebuilding roster. So in the NFL, you get Josh Allen, you're just going to win games. You get Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Burrow. You're going to win a lot of games. And, I mean, uh, Belichick won with Brady. Arians won with Brady. Todd Bowles is winning with Brady, right? Like, the coach becomes less significant. So I just think Matt never got the guy at quarterback. You think he goes to Nebraska or one of these college, or you think he sits out a little bit? Well, what I would do, I first of all, he's going to get a big check. I would go golf for about four or five months. <laughs> um, Wisconsin and Nebraska – I think are B jobs. I think Oklahoma is an A minus job, but it's a good job. Um, but Oklahoma's not open. I think. Well, I mean, Venables, he's going to get three years, right? I don't know. I don't know. Oklahoma, listen, you're moving into the SEC. You, you can't mess around here. I mean, go look at the SEC right now. Kentucky is now good. Um, I mean, Look how much better you feel about Arkansas's roster today. And they're battling every week. It's just hard. AM now recruiting. Bama, Ole Miss, Florida, may, Billy Napier may be the right coach. I mean, South Carolina is going you to can, be pretty way, good. Who's that? South Carolina is going to be pretty good, too. Like so you, you can't go into a conference on back-to-back terrible seasons, depleted rookie. Remember, the transfer portal, Bobby, is great if you're USC in building. It's terrible if you're Oklahoma and reeling. Kids aren't going to stay around forever, especially the offensive players. So I think you let Venables, you figure out the rest of the year, and if it doesn't work, you pivot to offense, you get Matt Rule. Um, We all know this in our business, right? If you make a mistake, own it. 
don't double down on it. Pivot out of it fast. I think they I think they whiffed on Venables. And it happens. Great programs do this. Two final questions. What do you think the biggest issue is in Denver? And I know Russ has what they said today, like uh, an injury, a shoulder injury. Is it Russ? Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it a combination? Or are there really no problems? They're just figuring it out. Well, I, I do think the labrum, you know, the the lat injury is something. He went from one of the great deep ball throwers in the league to horrific in one off season. So that doesn't make sense. Also, Nathaniel, 70% of coordinators, 70 to 75% college and pro, either fail or bomb. Venables looks like a bomb. Um, you know, you guys at Arkansas got a guy that does work. Kirby Smart has worked. But how many, how many of Saban's guys didn't work? How many of Belichick's guys haven't worked? And they had this proximity to brilliance. So, you know, my takeaway on Nathaniel Hackett is between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, Bobby, what did he really do in Green Bay? Right? Like, if if Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator goes to Oregon, he may work, but doesn't Kirby run the defense? Really? So, I mean, I, I'm going to trust Russell Wilson in his 10-year career, his Wisconsin career, his North Carolina State career over Nathaniel Hackett. So I'd say it's an 80-20 Hackett problem today. All right, so the whole interview is going to be up Friday on the podcast. Uh, the NFL action's in full swings at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team, and if they win, you get 200 bucks in free bets. Boom, just like that. Everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, throw down on DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Stepped-up and same game. It's awesome. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code BOBBYSPORTS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of... The NFL, 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, 467-369. Okay, so the next guy is now the long snapper for the Dallas Cowboys, which we've been rooting for the guy for a long time because we know him. He was playing for the Colts. Called me up, like, can, can I intern for your show? And I'm like, well, you're an NFL player. He goes, yeah, but I like to do that too in the offseason. This is awesome. Yeah. And so he like answered phones. Big dude. Got paid, printed papers. <laughs> did, got his coffee. Just, this is crazy. Uh, and then he went back and played in the NFL after that. It uh-huh. wasn't like he was like, I want to start a career in radio. He just did this in the offseason and lives in Nashville now. And he also, as Eddie references, and I don't want to say too much about it, he started selling houses too. Yeah. He's a real estate agent. And Eddie brought that up later on. And so here it is. Here he is, our, our former intern, but now the long snapper for the Dallas Cowboys. Awesome. Matt Overton. Hey, what is it like, Matt, to get called by a team just randomly going, hey, we need you here in a few? Like, what is that process where they go, hey, man, we need you to come up and we're the Chargers or now it's the Dallas Cowboys. Get here and when can you get here? What is that? Uh, typically in my situation, man, it's, you uh, kind of can expect a phone call on a Monday or a Tuesday. Uh, following the games on Sunday, you know, in this case, there was an injury that occurred, unfortunately. And uh, I got the call from my agent on uh, Monday afternoon, just kind of saying, stand by, get some bags packed. Um, Looks like you'll be going to Dallas for a workout. And uh, they called me shortly after that and said, we're going to book a flight for you. And um, you may not come back. So we need a guy. That's so in that, in that case, it's kind of like, yeah, let's, let's pack the bags. And this is the, 
at this point, this is the fourth trip that I've made um, so far this season to a team. And uh, this one, this, this opportunity I knew was a little bit more significant um, that they needed a guy right away. So packed the bags, kissed the wife and uh, kids goodbye and uh, flew to Dallas and uh, I've been here ever since. So walk us through, because we met you when you were a Colt and you spent some seasons with the Colts. Just kind of walk us through your, your NFL career real, real quick. Uh, sure, yeah. It's uh, So I'm going on year 11, which is incredible to even think, um, considering I went undrafted out of a small Division two school from Western Washington um, that doesn't even have a football team anymore. Uh, so, But I yeah, started my career in 2012. It uh, was my first official NFL season with the Colts, and I spent five years there. Uh, during the time when I met you guys, that's where I was playing. And then uh, got released there in 2017, and then I went to Jacksonville that year, played there for two years, um, and then brought me to the Titans in 2020, which prompted my wife and I to move to Nashville like full-time. And then I went to the Chargers last season, and now here I am in Dallas. So it's, it's been uh, ever since my time in Indy, where I spent five years, I had a little stability there, you know, uh, being with the team for multiple years and kind of calling that home and selling some roots there. Uh, ever since then, it's been kind of a, a year to year thing. Um, it's been a new team, new city. I had to, had to move and make that adjustment. And uh, um, we're just kind of, uh, we've been through this before and uh, we're, we're grateful for the opportunity to be here. And it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, I know Mike and, um, and all those uh, and Eddie and the Dallas uh, Cowboy fans know, but Jerry's world is a different place, man. So this experiencing this place is uh is pretty wild. Yeah, I do want to talk about the Cowboys in a second, but mostly, are you just in like extra good shape right now? <laughs> I, I I like to think so. I mean, I, honestly, I uh, I've been training pretty pretty hard. You as look far like as, it. Uh, yeah, you look like lean and mean right now. Yeah, hey man, I'm 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 the old guy in the in the in the locker room now, so I gotta uh, I gotta make sure that. Uh, Guys think that I'm I'm still a little bit younger than I really am. So, uh, are you 35, 36? No, I'm 37 now, man. Dang, you look good. So at, yeah, at 37, you. obviously you're, you're the long snapper, but you still have to run down and make tackles, right? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Block, block, uh, block a grown man and go go try to make a tackle, man. So it's that's, uh, got to be athletic. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so let's talk about the Cowboys for a second, Eddie. Yeah. You're, you're diehard. Yeah, go ahead, Matteo. Hey, I, I have to apologize first because I know. I mean, like he said, we've known Matt since he played with the Colts and then went to the Jags. And then he he's played for the Chargers, played for the Rams. Uh, yeah. Wait, Matt, I don't think he played for the Rams. You did a game, right? Or did you did you join? Yeah, the well, I was I was on the practice squad earlier this year. Yeah, in, uh, okay. in LA, that counts. Okay, but I've never texted Matt so much, <laughs> and, and I want to apologize because now I'm watching the games. He's part of the the Cowboys Nation, and so now after every game, I'm like, Maddie, Maddie, let's talk a little bit. I'm so excited that you're a Cowboys dude. You're a Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to real quick. I just I feel want, like you just did a five minute monologue and didn't ask a single question. But okay, well, go ahead. Here's go ahead. the here's the question. Uh, so we're watching the game on Sunday, uh, and I'm excited to have you on the team. And then, uh, you know, Cowboys score, and it's time for the extra point. And then oh, you're going there. it looks like there was a premature snap from my boy Matt Overton. And I, I just want to know, we have you on here, Matty. What happened there? I mean, it was, a, it was a, definitely a mistake on my, my part. Maybe a little, little, little jitter, you know. My first game, uh, really 
just working on the timing with these guys here. I've had a few days just to kind of get acclimated as quickly as possible. And man, I got out there and, uh, you know, with field goal, a lot of people don't understand, but with field goal operation, it's all about timing. And so my timing was just slightly off because I can't see the kicker or, or most of the holder when I'm in my stance. And I just base it off of a, a, a kind of a snap count. Um, and man, I, I, I miscued that one big time. So not the greatest start <laughs> as, a, as a Dallas Cowboy, um, but uh, bounce back and, and try to keep my composure the entire time and uh, just go out there and, and finish strong. What do they say to you whenever they fly you in? And, and are you competing? Because you hear about flying kickers in. They, they've, they've brought four kickers in. They're competing for the job. Is that what happened with you? Was it you and other, other uh, long snappers? Uh, what's that? Like what, yeah, what happens? Yeah, typically, they, I mean, the reality is there's not a lot of us on the street that are available. Um, and then when it comes to, like, guys with experience, um, there's not – it's even even less. So in my position, you know, going into the season as a free agent who has, you know, 10 years of experience, um, when you look at the list of guys, you know, I'm like one of maybe two guys that are available that have the experience. A lot of guys are young, uh, inexperienced. And so they typically will, will bring a group of guys in, you know, five to, you know, three to five guys. And there'll be a couple of veterans like myself mixed in there with some young guys. Um, and this situation here, since it's, you know, kind of midseason, um, most teams um, would lean to have an experienced guy over, over a young guy. Not saying that the young guys aren't as good because there's some really good talent. Um, but I think it just favors someone like me that has the game day experience, um, who's, who's been through the, you know, the grind and, and all that kind of stuff of the season. So, uh, I did really well in my workout, have some familiarity with the coach here and, um, yeah, I got, got the nod after the workout and they signed me on, uh, on Wednesday. Do you get to keep the helmet for every team you played? That's a good question. Every team that I play, I, I do keep my helmet. However, they do charge you. What's that cost? So, um, depends on what kind of model you have. There's different models, I'm but uh, I, I would say like maybe I don't know, five hundred bucks. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, that's worth like, it. That'd be like eighty bucks. I'd get one, but I ain't trying to, <laughs> to pay five hundred. No, these are, you know you can go get the the replicas at Dick's Sporting Goods for about a hundred. <laughs> not not the not the real deal. Have you met Jerry Jones? I have not, but I, he gave an epic uh, post game speech in the locker room. So uh, I've been in close quarters with him and and. Uh, Apparently, guys are a little uh, uh, kind of starstruck around him a little bit if you don't know him, and because uh, he does carry kind of that aura and that kind of celebrity. Um, but he's here every single day. Um, I mean, it's like I said, it's different in Jerry's world. You, we really are in like our own little bubble over here in uh, Frisco, Texas. So um, it's pretty cool, and uh, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I've been with you know some good teams, but. You know, when you have uh, you're wearing that star, it's it, it takes it up a few notches, and and uh, the the facility here is like a museum, man. It's it's crazy, and there's like there's like tours going on while you're practicing. So there's like <laughs> random groups of people that come in and out. Um, they're like, I mean, it's it's wild. It's it's just completely different, and uh, so it's really really cool to experience kind of like the uh, stardom of you know h- historic franchise like the Cowboys. He invited me to come be his personal guest and do some stuff with him in December. So I'm going to come up, 
You got to do it. I'm going to try out for deep for the deep snapper too. No, no, no. I'm going to go. <laughs> That's Matt's job. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, so could you? Let's say the center goes down, and they're like, "Oh my God, we don't have another center." Well, Absolutely no, no chance. We got a deep snapper. <laughs> we'll just line the we'll line rush or Dak back like six more yards. Same thing, right? Could Matt? you could you be a center as well? No, no chance. Mm-hmm. No chance. I, I would get absolutely destroyed by Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we agree. But it's like last minute. <laughs> like last minute. They're like, we get, oh, we need uh, three points. Uh, all right. All right. What? Hey, are no, there, no, no chance. Here's a, a generic culture question. Walking into different locker rooms, do the cultures all feel different? And if so, are some drastically different? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. You go from a winning culture to a losing culture, and I'm not going to name any names from my experiences, but um, you go from a winning culture um, to a losing, and it's completely different. Um, you, When you're in a winning culture and, and the, the standard's really, really high, um, there's kind of just that that expectation that is, that is just there. It's known. Um, there's like continuity in that locker room. There's leadership. Not to say that there's not leadership in every locker room because there is, but it's just in different ways. Um, and then when you go to a place like this um, where winning is expected um, and, you know, the Lombardi trophy is something that they go after like legitimately every single year, um, you could just, you could just feel it, you know? So I've been in locker rooms where, you know, it's, it's pretty common to lose um, and the expectation isn't as high. Um, and then there maybe, you know, there's a new head coach every couple of years. And so the, the turnovers, you know, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, common every single year with like roster turnover, new coaches, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so there's definitely, uh, there's definitely different levels to it. So when you're in a locker room and obviously I don't want you to name any names or even indicate anything specific, but we root as fans in our all our eggs in the basket of our teams. We live and die with them. I'm guilty of this as well. You are too as a fan of, of different things. Are there ever just players that are like, I don't care if we win or lose. I'm just trying to get my check. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's, you know, you have, you know, 70 guys on a on a football roster. 53 of those guys are active. And, you know, there's guys that, you know, just play their career. And, and as they get older, maybe, maybe winning's not as important as it once was. And, um, or maybe, maybe they've already won. And it's just, they, they've, they've got that ring and, you know, they, like they say in the, it's just, they, the, the phrase is chasing the bag, you know, chasing the bag of money and they get the money and they're good, you know, and maybe, maybe just their passion, their fire kind of dwindles over time. Um, And then there's guys that have just continued to chase it every single year, you know? Um, And so I would, I would definitely say there's, there, there is that. Um, But I think, those guys don't last very long. Um, I mean, if you're only in it for the money, um, I don't know why you'd put your, you know, if you're an offensive lineman, for instance, you know, I don't know why you'd put your, your body through that um, year in and year out if you have no passion for the game. Um, and so uh, I think, I think those guys just eventually will, will fizzle out if there is no, no passion to, or desire to want to be better or, or help a team win. So, but um you know, once the, guys, once they get that bag, man, they kind of, they just check out. And I mean, I don't blame them. I under, I get it. But, um, you know, I think those guys get weeded out fast. And, and the first time I got, we'll call it my bag. I was like, 
dang, I'm gonna work harder and get a bigger bag. Dang, I'm gonna work harder and get a bigger bag and I can give away this bag. Yeah. I'm a, like, I, I understand, like I understand, I just don't relate to that mindset, I guess. Um, but on the other side, we have three final questions for you. And Eddie, you save your Dallas Cowboys question. I have, an, I'm coming I, to you. I have another one. You're closing the show with good. the third and final question. Good, good, good. Come on, Eddie, Eddie, hit me with a positivity question. Yeah, no, instead of like, I was just. We don't, we don't need to relive in, you know, the dark moments exactly. of, of, of one play. You know? I know the nation was wondering, Matt. That's why I was asking. All okay. right. On the opposite side of that, on the positive side, who you've seen at practice, and they're the opposite. They are so dedicated. They have a fire in them that is probably bigger than the bag they're getting, and their bag is still big. Who is that that you've seen and you're like, God dang, that's crazy, like how dedicated <laughs> they are? Specifically on this team or on, just, on, in just, just in Just in general from – your years of playing in the league, who have you looked at and been like in admiration of they are dedicated, they are focused, and they're always ready to go? I mean, I would have to say Adam Vinatieri. Just because, I mean, he's the greatest, obviously. Hey, wait, is Justin Tucker the greatest now, or is Adam Vinatieri the greatest? I think um, Justin Tucker is, is the best in the league. There's no question. I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Um, but I think, uh, and statistically, he'll probably be better than anybody, including Vinatieri and those guys that uh, are, I think, Morton Anderson, who's in the Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know, I think when you think of, like, iconic kicks and the, the kicks that really matter, the for instance, kick. the Super Bowl, oh snow kick. God. I mean, I don't think you can ever, you know, duplicate that. And, uh, I mean, not to, not to discredit what Tuck is doing because he's incredible. The, the guy is a machine. And he's 100% the best in the league. But my GOAT is always Vinatieri, always will be. Yeah, I don't think anyone thinks you're discrediting anyone. I mean, you can, it's hard to argue Vinatieri isn't the greatest of all time because of the big yeah. kicks that he's made. I mean, people would compare that snow kick to, like, my second dance on Dancing with the Stars. You know, it was just tough. <laughs> the elements weren't there. You had to perform athletically. Oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Okay. Eddie, what is your – we have two questions yeah. left, but you get a cowboy question. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, Matt. So – when you look at old video clips of the Cowboys when Jimmy Johnson was there, this locker room speeches at the end, that's really where, like, how about them Cowboys came from? And they've got, I mean, the the energy of that locker room after those games was, like, amazing. And now you watch TikTok, and you see almost the same vibe in the Dallas Cowboys locker room after these few weeks. What are you seeing in there? Do you see the same kind of energy coming from this Dallas Cowboys team? Well, dude, I got to take it back. But I grew up a Niner fan. So every year, it, it seemed like the Niners and the Cowboys would play each other in the NFC Championship. And so I despised the Cowboys. Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman. All right, I was move on, so, move on. Get, get with the point. <laughs> no, I mean, I did. I, even though they were great, I, I was a Niner fan, man. Jerry Rice, Steve Young, and always going after the boys, you know. But, uh, no, I mean, there's always been that respect level from afar, just, you know, playing against them and, and kind of seeing – you know, what the organization is all about, not only from not just from being a kid watching watching games all the time, but um, there's always been some sort of respect and admiration for the Cowboys. And obviously, um, you know, you, you know who Jerry most people know who Jerry Jones is. Um, you, you look at all the iconic coaches that they've had um, since back in the day. Um, and then you uh, you talk about those uh, those speeches, man. And, uh, you know, how about them Cowboys has always been kind of that tagline at the very, very end. Um, and, you know, I've only I've only been here for a cup of coffee, man. So I haven't been here very long, but I can tell 
uh, with Coach McCarthy and just the uh, the coaches that they have here, Dan Quinn, the D coordinator, um, John Fossil, our special teams coach, a.k.a. Bones, like they just have like this – there's just like this kind of aura right now that's going around that even though we don't have Dak at, at quarterback, you got, you know, Cooper Rush back there, you know, 5-0 and as a starter. Um, the defense is playing lights out. There's just like something – you can get, you, know, you really can't put your finger on it sometimes, but there's just like that vibe that you just feel like the confidence is through the roof right now. I know it's a long season, but um, after this win in that locker room, I, I feel like there was this like maybe like this little turning point where, all right, you know, we're four and one. We just beat another tough team on the road. The defending, uh, you know, Super Bowl champions on the road. Our defense was lights out. We have our backup quarterback. Um, it's almost like the, uh, uh, the sky's the limit once Dak gets back. And I think this team is going to roll. And so the, that that speech after the game this past weekend was was very similar to what you're talking about because um, Jerry Jones was in the middle of it. And uh, he kind of broke us down as a team. And, and uh, man, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty fire, fire to be a part of that for my very first time. All right, final question here. I just got chills. Okay, relax. I mean, that's amazing. Eddie, like, I just got a boner. Wait, relax, <laughs> no, 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 Eddie. I didn't say boner. Okay. Yeah, but we know that's what you meant. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So here, this is what I want to say. Final question. So yeah. at the end of the game, we see a lot of the jerseys swapping now. You know, soccer did it forever, and now we see a lot of NFL players doing it. What's the rule? Could you call it, like, you're playing the Eagles next week. Do you yeah. have to do someone on special teams, or could you be like, hey, Jaylen. ask Jalen Hurts <laughs> if I can have his jersey? Like, what's the rule? Because like, that, I would just aim high and then slowly fall down with each person that said no. I mean, so first of all, it, it's pretty crazy because there's some teams that have rules about jersey swap because you got to think about it. like for someone like me, the long snapper, you know, my my jersey my jersey doesn't get like torn and ripped like maybe the running backs does, right? Or the linebackers. So those guys have like maybe ten uh, jerseys of every single color for the season, maybe maybe even more. But maybe I only have uh, one duplicate. So if I give away my jersey, I only have one left, and they have to pre-order some more. So when jersey swapping became like a big deal, like teams were finding guys like fifteen hundred bucks for swapping their jersey because they don't have another replacement for those guys. As we're paying fifteen hundred bucks to swap, which in my mind wasn't really worth it, um, unless you just absolutely had to do it. But uh, now it's so common that. Um, a little veteran move is to go into the, if you know that you're going to swap with guys, like you look at the, the schedule, oh, I'm going to swap with my boy Matt here. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. You go in early in the year, be like, hey, listen, I'm going to swap five jerseys this year. Ch- charge me uh, for five jerseys at, at the cost of what a jersey is, like 300 bucks, and I'm just going to swap out those jerseys. It may not be the game-worn one, but I'll have one replaced uh, a replacement jersey that I'll swap with guys. And then that's typically what I do. But to answer your question too, about like who you asked, I've, when I was with, I'll go back to Vinatieri. When I was with Vinatieri, there was guys like of all positions that came up to Vinatieri asking for a Jersey swap. Mm. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, but like for someone like me to go up to, yeah, a Jalen hurts or <laughs> AJ Brown, but like, Hey dude, I know you don't know me, but can you, you want to swap my Jersey? You want to swap? Let's make it happen. And you would be, it would be embarrassing because they would probably just shrug it off and laugh and, and tell me to kick rocks. That'd be hilarious. You know? Yeah. But I, I do, I do swap jerseys with the snappers though. That's yeah. kind of our little, like little small fraternity thing. If, if I'm good buddies with the snapper, I'll, I'll swap jerseys for sure. And, and uh, we, we've, we've done that in the past or, you know, I've done it with, 
you know, Vinatieri when I played against him and, you know, guys that I've, uh, I've been friends with. So that's, that's pretty common. I wish like Andy Reed and Belichick would just swap hoodies. They, they're shirtless at That'd the game. Cool. They switch and they're holding it up, <laughs> nipples out, chest hair, armpit. And they're like, all right, this is my guy here. They you just straight everyone up at the same time. Go, polos. Yeah. We're like, guys, I don't know. I don't know if we want to see Andy Reed yeah. like that. First right. game. Hey, listen for that. That'd be awesome. Hey, we're, Dude, we're pumped for you. Yeah, I mean, man. We're all, I'm always like, you know, sometimes you have friends and buddies who you don't talk to that often, but you watch them so much on social media that you feel like you know what's going on. And when you were the Chargers, I was watching you in the locker. I mean, when we were talking about getting you on, I was like, I've, I don't know how long it's been since I've talked to him because I feel like I've just been kind of um, consumed in what you go through every year. I guess you and I have talked whenever I interviewed a guy that you knew uh, for, yeah. for a job that I had here. But it, dude, we're just so we're proud for you, and, and it, dude, it's awesome. Like, and aside from football, like you are someone who represents. Like, and your hat says it too. Stay ready. Like, yeah. just go to work and do the work, and eventually, you'll get a call. And yeah. if you don't, well, you were ready if you ever got it. And so, Absolutely. just just proud to see the effort and the grind. And Eddie's proud that you're a cowboy. I mean, really. That's it's awesome. It I mean, my friend's a freaking Dallas cowboy. Yeah, like, it's cool. amazing. I'm, I've told everyone, by the way, Matt, that you're a cowboy yeah. now. And you're my friend. And they're all looking at you. And it's like, He's never talked about you more than right now. <laughs> hey, let's. Well, I mean, we got to get you out to a game, man. Let's I'm going to bring him out. When we do uh, come up, when I come up there with Jerry, I'm going to bring Eddie. Don't forget, too, Matt's still selling houses. So are you still like, how are you showing houses while you're playing for he the Cowboys? He flies back real quick for a showing down on 3rd Street. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you, if you got time, I got a quick little story about last year, how how crazy it was. So I was like kind of full, full blown uh, into real estate there in Nashville. And at the time, at the time, I was helping the, the long snapper for the Chargers. I was helping his family relocate from California to Nashville. And I was um, showing them houses all over the place. We ended up finding uh, places in Murfreesboro for them. But I'm not kidding, man. The, the day their son got hurt, the Chargers called me, and I felt so awkward. I I called, you know, the parents and said, "Hey, listen, I don't know if you know this, but the Chargers are signing me." Coincidentally, um, your realtor. I didn't, want, is- I, I didn't want to be. Yeah, I didn't want the relationship to spoil or them to Dang. be upset about it. And uh, they were the nicest people. But I'm not kidding you. The day that the Chargers called me. Uh, they said, can you be on a flight at like 5 p.m.? And, dude, I had showings, man. I had to go out. I had to drive 45 minutes to Murfreesboro, show some houses. And I told my agents, dude, I have to go show these houses before I get on a plane. That's my due diligence to my clients. And I did that. And um, the one house that I showed was the house that we put an offer in for this family. In it, and it worked out where they got an accepted offer. So it was like it was a crazy kind of a series of events last year where, you know, like you said, I was showing houses in the midst of getting signed to a team and moving and, and I still do it from afar. So I have a nice little team there in Nashville. And if they need to help wherever they can, then I just uh, have them do a showing or, but right now I do it very, very, very part-time. I mean, look at this guy. He's showing a house to a family and injuring their son. So he can have a job (laughs) at the same time. The guy can do it all. He can do it all at the same time. Hey, look, we're really, we're really proud for you, Matt. And no, thank you. I appreciate that. Seriously. Keep it up. And uh, I'm sure we'll, We'll talk to you. We'll watch you, and we'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right, buddy? I appreciate you, Bobby. All right, that Eddie. is Matt Overton. See you, buddy. All right, that's that. Thank you guys for hanging out. That is the the Wednesday midweek show here. Any quick thought? Anything you want to say? Yeah. Eddie. Is there a better tight end than Travis Kelsey? 
especially fantasy. Like, is there well, any I'm, tight no, end no, worth getting? I have them. I have them. I, I play in two leagues. I hate playing in two leagues, but I have them because they left them, and I took them late in the second round. I was like, if you guys are just going <laughs> to leave crazy. Kelsey, I didn't plan to take them, but if you're just going to leave them, I'll take them. Greatest thing I ever did. When you draft, tight ends are usually in the back of your mind. When am I going to get a tight end? No, Travis Kelsey needs to go ASAP. Okay, here's yeah. Mike Signs again. Let me see if I can get him on. Oh, Mahomes for said, Trevor Lawrence. He said, who called? Huh? What? I called him. I tried to FaceTime, remember? Yeah. yeah. But then he says, who called? Yeah, because we all, I tried to FaceTime him all together. See, that's why I hate him. Oh. He's a terrible person. <laughs> Poor <laughs> I don't know who this Mike Science guy is, but I don't like him either. <laughs> He's like one of our closest friends. We just, rip him. we just dog on him all the time. All right. Here's my final thought. Mike Science is. I love idiot. it. He's an idiot, idiot head. He's not gonna answer now. Is he in class? It's a Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Hey, you're on. What? You're on right now, so don't say anything that's gonna get you in trouble. Yeah. But we're sitting here on the podcast talking about how you just send garbage trades because you think we're garbage and idiots. And I went through the whole trade that you sent me, which is com- a complete joke. And that's how you value us as people, thinking we're going to accept something so stupid. No, not at all. Um, I feel like I gave you the best player in the league, Christian McCaffrey. He's not. Saquon uh, is the number one talking back. About? Saquon's the number one back in the NFL right now. Number one scoring back. Buddy. Buddy, Saquon is on a, a four and one team, the number one back. McCaffrey doesn't even have a quarterback now. He's on a team that can't win a game and is hurt. And he's still putting up top five numbers. Okay, top that, five. That's... Saquon's putting up number one. And then you try to give me Trevor Lawrence for Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Seems like a solid deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible car salesman. Okay. Anything you want to say? Um, these are all just launching points. So if you're interested in McCaffrey, <laughs> You know I'm interested in in Mahomes and I'm not Saquon. Gi- I'm not giving so. you Mahomes or Saquon. They're the reason my team's four and one. Well, you don't give them to me. You trade them to me for better pieces. You don't so have any better pieces. For Trevor Lawrence. Unless you have Josh Allen. That's yes. it. All right, buddy. You suck. All right. All right. Love you. All right, buddy. There he is. <laughs> I love you. That's my thought. <laughs> you uh, know what though? I do have Josh Allen, so I can trade him. Then he can trade. You can trade you. Josh Allen for Trevor Lawrence. Do not get rid of Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right, uh, Kevin, go do, ahead. Last do thing. Not. Uh, we need to figure out, the NFL needs to figure out this whole uh, rough in the passer thing. Happened again on the game last night. Pretty same, bad. Same tackle. It's just overreaction to everything that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. with Tua. They have to do that, right? It's That's the same I, thing. And then, like you said, like we were saying, it's going to even out at some point. But I'm just tired of looking at Twitter ar- argue over it. Well, the pendulum swings very hard both ways. And so now we're on that edge, and it'll find itself. And everybody's like, I can't believe it. Well, yeah, you should, because the refs are being told yes. we have to protect our most valuable asset. Can't have both. That's right. You can't have both. Can't have both. There's a reason when I come to work, security meets me out and escorts me in. And when Eddie gets here, they're like, oh, we don't go. There's on. no security. Bro, good luck. Mm. Good luck getting in. I have yeah. to call someone like, can someone let me in? Exactly. <laughs> you know, life comes at you that way sometimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Bye, everybody.